The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So welcome, welcome. So today I'm going to continue this exploration of poetry and practice. This has been such a rich uh, endeavor for me. Some of you know that I'm certainly not trained in the arts. I'm trained as a scientist. So I come to this appreciation of poetry late in life. And so not as a scholar or anybody that's, you know, done any um, formal training or investigation. But I just want to share, like, this person's understanding and interpretation of them. So... And I like to use poems that have a lot of imagery because there's a way, at least for me, that this uh, imagery, um, it does it, it touches us differently, touches me differently than just words, than just uh, something very specific and explicit. And to be sure, I appreciate all these different time, different ways in which we can communicate and share what's going on with us as individuals or ideas, opinions, views. But poetry has this distillation of this pointing that I find really meaningful and impactful. And today's poem has a real gritty quality to it. It's not all beautiful, and I mean, I think the poem is beautiful, but the content. And I chose this today partly because that's the truth of the human experience. Sometimes it feels gritty. Sometimes there are rough spots. Sometimes there are difficulties, like real difficulties. And for me, I think part of the practice, the beauty of the practice is to invite those parts of our experience in, not to just uh, wash over them and pretend they don't exist. So that is a short little introduction. Let's do a guided meditation and I'll do a little bit of guiding, get get us settled and then I'll drop in the poem. And just a reminder with this poem, you don't have to, do anything with it. Just allow it to touch you. And maybe it touches you and maybe it doesn't. And that's okay. However we receive these is perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Okay, so maybe taking a big exhale as I find myself doing as I start to settle in. And with this exhale, can be a sense of letting go, sense of settling in, the neuroscientists tell us that these large exhales activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is a way of you know this relaxing and soothing. perhaps what we've been doing naturally 
the scientists are catching up and telling us it's good for us. And then bring attention, awareness to the experience of this moment. The experience includes how we're, what formation this body is in, how we're situated in space, more specifically the activity of sitting, literally or figuratively, taking a meditation posture, meditation stance, And how does it feel at this moment to be in this configuration right now? Some things that might be obvious is the pressure against the body, where the body is in contact, the chair, the cushion, the ground, couch, bed, whatever it might be. Feeling the pressure on our feet. As we're in contact with the earth, ground, our legs, if we're sitting, the buttocks. If you're leaning on a chair, maybe there's a very slight pressure of the hands that they are resting on, or if they're touching, that if the two hands are touching each other. doing a broad sweep of the body, noticing if there are obvious places of tension, tightness, contraction, and just resting the attention there. It might be that the simple bringing attention to areas with tension 
allow the tension to dissipate, let go, soften. And maybe not. There's no guarantees. But can we invite into our experience whatever is happening in those areas of tension or tightness without insisting that they be different, but creating the conditions in which something different might arise. Bringing a quality of curiosity and care to the attention. Noticing that the body is breathing. Resting awareness on the sensations of the body moving while it breathes. Alternatively, Some of you may be resting attention on the feeling of the cold and warm air going in and out of the nose. Right now, there's nowhere else to be. There's nothing else to do. We are just here now with the experience of breathing. Can we bring a quality of care and warmth 
to our experience as if this mattered what we're doing as if it were important not in the sense that it has to be done but in the sense that it's valuable Inhabiting this experience, being embodied, not thinking about it or looking at it, but experiencing the sensations of breathing. It wouldn't be surprising if the mind wandered away. We don't have to make it be a problem. You don't have to make a story about what that means. You just very simply, gently begin again with the sensations of breathing. What would it be like to give yourself over to being with the breath? Letting all other experiences be in the background while in the foreground is the sensations of inhales and exhales. 
So I'm going to drop in a poem. There's nothing that you need to do with this poem. Just allowing it to be received. You don't have to try to make sense of it, evaluate it, analyze it. Just allowing it to land in your experience. The poem goes like this. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too tough for him. I say, stay in there. I'm not going to let anybody see you. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I pour whiskey on him and inhale cigarette smoke. And the whores and the bartenders and the grocery clerks never know that he's in there. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too tough for him. I say, stay down. Do you want to mess me up? You want to screw up the works? You want to blow my book sales in Europe? There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too clever. I only let him out at night sometimes when everybody's asleep. I say, I know that you're there, so don't be sad. Then I put him back. But he's singing a little in there. I haven't quite let him die. And we sleep together like that with our secret pact. And it's nice enough to make a man weep. But I don't weep. Do you? I'll read this poem again. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too tough for him. I say, stay in there. I'm not going to let anybody see you. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I pour whiskey on him and inhale cigarette smoke and the whores and the bartenders and the grocery clerks never know that he's in there. 
There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too tough for him. I say, stay down. Do you want to mess me up? You want to screw up the works? You want to blow my book sales in Europe? There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too clever. I only let him out at night sometimes when everybody's asleep. I say, I know that you're there, so don't be sad. Then I put him back, but he's singing a little in there. I haven't quite let him die, and we sleep together like that with our secret pact. And it's nice enough to make a man weep, but I don't weep. Do you?
to this poem was called Bluebird by Charles Bukowski. Again, it's called Bluebird by Charles Bukowski. <laughs> <laughs> 